0: Alrighty. <clears throat> levels, levels. <laughs> levels, levels. <laughs> hey, have you ever thought about hanging it up? What? You know, uh,
1: retiring. Like from refing, Because I get that suggestion regularly. <laughs> you mean like really? Yeah. Well, I just started a new job. Uh, I I really can't think about retiring anytime soon.
0: No, no, not refing, not working. I mean, this podcasting.
1: Well, I get that suggestion from Amy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, not really. Only when you ask me questions like this in the cold open. <laughs> Why are you asking me this?
0: Well, I mean, I've been thinking about all the changes this week, right? I mean, Nick Saban is out at Alabama. Belichick is out at New England, Pete Carroll is is out in in Seattle, and you know, Gunther is now out at Haas.
1: <laughs> well, one of those things is really not like the other. Yeah, <laughs> and, and two, three of those guys are some of the best to ever do it. Are are you comparing us to them or or are you comparing us to Gunther? <laughs>
0: No, I mean, well, I mean, maybe. I mean, okay. What are we at? We're at episode 202, right? Yep. Saban coached 235 games at Alabama. Carroll coached 227 games at Seattle. So technically speaking, we are going to
1: pass both of them in the very near future this year. I'm not sure that recording a weekly podcast is the same as prepare. I know we don't do the same amount of preparation. (laughs) As they do for a college or an NFL game, uh, and I think on a on a on a hits per joke basis, I think their winning percentage is better than ours. <laughs> and Belichick is even further out there. I, I suppose you can keep trying to top him, but I wouldn't recommend it.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. I guess you're right. I mean, I guess. Okay. You know what? You've convinced me there's there's no reason to be like them. We should we should just just be like us.
1: Okay. So are you ready to start the show then? We're on to Cincinnati. Stop it. <laughs> toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure and multiple tries to the cold open are always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? I've been better. How are you?
0: <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. I'm, I'm thinking I'm. I now need to color code our lines, but... <laughs>
1: There may be outtakes at the end of the episode. Just so we're
0: we're clear, I tried to go along with it, but I was literally trying to think. I was like, while talking, I'm trying to think four lines ahead. Well, if I say this, then you say that. And then, wait, the punchline, but that comes from, and then I broke.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, how do I fix this? How do I fix this on the, nope. Nope, nope. Nope, not gonna happen. It's done.
0: (laughs) And yet, that opening went better than the opening or most of the show at the Golden Globes.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Danny liked our jokes better than the jokes at the cold open uh, during the uh, the monologue. The monologue jokes at at the Golden Globes. We got that feedback from Danny this week. We also we got some other feedback too from Danny. Danny. Danny sent us an email and he sent it to feedback at TalkingToTodd.com. What else did he say? You know, he had a lot of good things to say and
0: uh, which include, I had it pulled up. The Lego joke from episode 200 is the worst joke he has heard since he started listening. He then says new bar set, which he's, I like what he's done here. He's taken what he perceives to be a negative and turned it into a competition.
1: He, I, I'd say you laid a brick with that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, drinking, I'm drinking out of my dad jokes glass mm. tonight. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He also said, I did not try hard enough in my tuber research. He looked on eBay. Oh, and oh,
1: did already sell
0: it already sold. It's already gone. Oh, well, that's too bad. That's unfortunate. You could have Uh, bought a used tuba. Yeah. The one that it's showing me is $3,400. So bargain. um, Yeah. Yeah. There's one here, though. Vintage. Oh, this is a baritone. I ain't playing no baritone. Hey, (laughs) Did that once. (laughs) Hey, Todd. Yeah. We want to do a tuba quartet. Why? Why not? (laughs) Sure. Are you talented enough to play the high notes on the tuba? I'm barely talented enough to hold it. All right. (laughs) Here. Here's a baritone. Pretend it's like a small tuba. It'll help. As much as help can. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Help, help. Yeah, it'll it'll help. Also, back to Danny. Also, uh, Danny is letting me know that he built the Lego Coliseum last year and have a Hogwarts castle coming tomorrow. The Coliseum was over 9,000 pieces. Wow. By the way, Danny, um, if you need any photos of the Coliseum... To help you put your Lego set together, I would be more than happy to show you an intricate series of Colosseum photos and talk about the unique and special history. Sorry. And the castle is over 4,000. So, so from Danny, if this is quoting Danny, if I can do it, you can do it, Todd. So
1: there we go. Let's see. Oh, yeah. That, that Colosseum wasn't built in a day. Oh, God. Same joke. Two times in three weeks. Danny, this is why we got to be careful
0: with the feedback, bud. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Danny. Yeah. For the toddies. uh, Let's see. He says, your jokes in the cold open were better than the jokes in the Golden Globes. Well done. Low bar. So we'll take it. Thank you, Sar. (laughs) for (laughs) For the nomination. Let's see. I'm taking over the Taylor. Wait. Oh, he's taking the over on Taylor and Travis still being together after July. Good
1: Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Danny's mug would have accepted the award. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm guessing this is this is for Idiot of the Year. Uh, He voted for Luis just because he wants he wants us to stand on the podium with him. <laughs> yeah and then he finishes it with thank you for both continuing to provide me with laughs and smiles and the opportunity to be a guest on your show happy 2024 so thank you danny appreciate the uh, appreciate the feedback and thank you for providing us with with laughs and smiles There Was that good? Was that, that, is that good yeah. is that that's what yeah that would do oh, all right
1: cool uh we also got some feedback from jake uh, he would like to humbly accept this year's groupie of the year award. <laughs> or GOI, <laughs> which is also accurate in the Hebrew vernacular.
0: Nope. Nope. Not going there. Not, not going, going there. there. Nope.
1: <laughs> As for the delivery of my award, I can either shout it out of my car. Jake was the originator of shout hub. Yep. Yep. Shout it out of my car as I look for parking at our next meetup. Or since we received swag at ToddCon 2 Electric Boogaloo, I will volunteer to fashion my own award using some recently deregulated burr oaks sitting in a recently ma- vacated manufacturing facility in Pocahontas County. That would be a whole lot funnier if we had actually covered his story. Maybe we'll <clears> get <right> to <throat> it this week. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I I was just I'm a little concerned
0: though because now that now that Jake's an award winner, I'm thinking as he's going around the parking lot looking for space, like he goes to to go in at the exact same time as somebody else from the other angle and he rolls down his window and yells, Don't you know who I am? I'm a Toddy award winner. Now, will that impress the other person? No. What it will do is confuse them. Go, wait, what? Wait, While what? they're doing that, just take the just take and get the spot. They'll still be going, he's a Toddy Award winner. What is that even? A, is that a a, what? Is that a thing? I don't meanwhile, you're just like, see ya.
1: Uh he closes either way. I'm humbled just to be nominated and to be recognized for drinking with you twice this year on a weekday.
0: <laughs> That's the spirit we like from our Cheers. winners.
1: <laughs> Cheers, Jake. Reward the behavior you want. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Let's see. Did we catch anything else? Gotta go back and look at my rundown. No, I think that's it. Well, speaking of the Toddies. Yes. Let's talk about the the we had we had non voting categories that we just awarded last week. The yes. results are in. Thank you, Kevin, Ooh, for tabulating okay. our results. Put that in your Funkin' Wagnalls. The biggest idiot, idiot of the year.
0: By the way, just so everybody's aware, I, I don't know the results of the... I am, I'm, uh, Dwayne has the results. I, I have, I'm not even a part of this. So this is, I'm, I'm getting to hear this at the exact same Here. time you are. Although, yes, if these weren't official results, could I do this? I'm doing a Letterman skit. He's, he's... He's doing a visual Carson skit. You know, we're really going after that <laughs> demographics. You know, I don't understand why we're not bigger on TikTok, other than we're not on TikTok. But <laughs> that would Carson, also explain. The Carson stuff kills on TikTok.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, some, that's some wild, wild, wacky stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Biggest idiot of the year. The choices were Kid Ference, Cody from FedEx, internet services and cable companies and Luis from Spain with 75% of the votes that's a lot of percent Kid parents hey now for the record we allow the toddlers to vote yes do the votes matter do the votes count <clears throat> Sometimes.
0: We, we take them under advisement. It is, it is part of our decision-making process. But just to be clear, as the podcast executives, we have 100% clear, unambiguous immunity to make any decision that we want without any repercussions. That, that is our absolute right.
1: Is that because we have Article 2 in the podcast constitution?
0: We got two, we got one, we got whatever. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> However, in this case... Yes. I can't disagree with the toddies. Or with the... Okay. with Yeah, with, with the toddlers on the toddies. I think we have a winner.
1: Okay. So... Uh, should I send Brian a postcard? I can't really, I wonder where I would send it. Cause I certainly wouldn't send it K- to Kinnick stadium. Send it to Kinnick stadium,
0: but with, um, just with big magic markers, say, please forward. Actually, at this point, we could probably invite him on the show and award it to him. Cause he's got nothing better to do. <laughs> not, no,
1: that's, that's true. I, you know where I can't send it. Mm. The end zone? Send, I can't send it to the end zone. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat>
0: I just can't get in there. I just can't. I don't, I don't know how to get in there. I don't. There's, there's are no you way allowed to get,
1: go in there? Wait, you're allowed? Are you kidding me? Why didn't anybody tell me this? Uh, the second voting category, favorite episode out of time, favorite hiatus episode. Okay. Again, with 75% of the votes. Ooh, overwhelming. Episode out of time number two, Danny know. with special guest Danny Byer.
0: You know, I can't. Again, I'm not. I can't disagree. I think, I think, I think Danny's going to win another. Uh, well, I mean, he's he's award award winning adjacent. It's the episode that gets the award, but you know, yes, he contributed. We
1: could a lot. So here's like the, the thing, episode <laughs> ripped from the headlines. When we submitted that award, we put Danny Myers' name on it. Oh, yeah so that we could get the award and then give it to him. I'm sure nobody will figure out what's happened for 10 or 12 years before the award gets taken away from him. Did you follow this story today?
0: That was my idiots for next week. But apparently, (laughs) seriously, there's no reason for both of us to subscribe to The Athletic. Just one of us, and then we'll cover them all here. We'll save 60 bucks
1: a year. 72, whatever. I, I bundled mine into my New York Times subscription.
0: As did I, right yep. after it renewed. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Idiot oh, of the Year. So, right so yes, so, I did.
1: Okay. I did read that story, by the way.
0: It still may be the idiots for next next week,
1: however, because it's a good story. But we still oh my have to idiots. it's a good story. Yeah. So yes. anyway. All right. So we
0: have <clears throat> episode out of time. Danny.
1: Yes. Danny. Congratulations.
0: Congratulations. Yep uh show art of the year oh we forgot to do we forgot to do this on the video congratulations
1: you'd only got one of your thoughts <clears throat>
0: there we go there, there we go, go. <clears throat> fireworks on an audio podcast that's
1: fantastic yep show art of the year yes i whittled it down to 246 of them after, oh, that was the feedback that I got from Amy. Mm. You know, you could have just said a couple of them and then just posted them. You didn't really <laughs> read need to read through and describe all of the show art. I'm like, okay, that good note. That's a good, yep. Or, or I could have edited because <laughs> as as we now know, I do no editing anymore. I just, oh, what's in the show is in the show. Anyway, so there were there were six different choices for show art of the year, but the winner, uh, garnering fifty percent of the vote, was the one for ToddCon Two Hot Damn, which is us on bikes.
0: Hmm. Mm. Okay. So, uh, not the way I would have gone. I, I like the empty car. I, I <laughs> it's 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 high concept. That's the one that I would have voted for.
1: But apparently, people want to see us in the show art. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone that direction. But here's the thing. Since you didn't vote, and I didn't vote. Yes. If we actually both voted for that show art, it would then be the show art of the year. (laughs) Because it was that close.
0: Literally, they tell you every vote counts.
1: Every. we,
0: We didn't vote. And
1: now, I think that's going to teach us
0: a lesson from now on. No
1: (laughs) kidding. Vote early. I said vote early, vote often. We didn't even vote. Yeah. Discarded title of the year. Yep. There was a three way tie for discarded title of the year. All right. Screw you, Cody. Yep. This is a problem that money can solve. (laughs) Yeah. And Iron they. (laughs) Do you want to break the tie?
0: So uh, I'll just take you through my thinking. Screw you, Cody. You brought a lot of heat on a guy that was just doing his job. So I was going to set that one aside. Poorly. Poorly. Oh, no, 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 no. I get it. Poorly. (laughs) But, you know, manager says I'm going to do this. Whatever. Okay so i was when you told me the second one this is a problem that money can solve my thought was well we have the clear winner and then you dropped iron day and and to be honest i'm really I, i i don't know that i can choose between those two so if given the like i don't know how to pick between those two i would almost rather have all three get the a tied award than have to pick between the the, the two. Well, of, this was this was yeah. a
1: category that you did get multiple votes. Yeah. You didn't have to yeah. use all of your votes, but you could vote for multiples. So yeah. if you chose to give one, two, or three of your votes, you could actually break the tie. Oh, well, I don't know. What's your thoughts on this one? Uh, I think it's a two-way tie between this is a problem money can solve and Iron Day. I think it is a tie, but it's only a two-way tie. I'm, I'm good with that. <clears throat> Congratulations
0: to both of those.
1: <laughs> that and a quarter. Get your ride on the subway. And, and last but not least, show title of the year. A absolute runaway favorite. Welcome to my only trains. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I believe that was yours. I believe.
1: Did I say that?
0: I think it was you. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on that one. (laughs) Thank you.
1: (laughs) Oh, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta say the toddy shows every year are some of my favorite. It's some of my favorite to do, uh, you know, to get to look back at the shows, the guests, you know, the fun that we've had doing this show over the, over the last year just review and, and laughing again, knowing that we laughed pretty hard the first time and generally still laughing three years later, food truck drag race (laughs) still cracks me up every time I get a smile on my face when I think about food truck drag race. (laughs)
0: You know, I'm. I'm just gonna say we talked earlier. I think maybe in the cold open that we had, or the one that we screwed up, or whatever. I, you know, we talked about how those coach, the coaches that we talked about, had much higher percentage winning percentage than we did, which is true. And while they can't all be winners, occasionally, occasionally there are a few, (laughs) and it's it's nice to be to remember those once a year.
1: Yeah. I didn't know there'd be crackers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I don't remember what episode that was, but Danny, you need to go find that one too. (laughs) Oh yeah. That was great. Okay. So uh, that's the toddies. Congratulations to all the winners. And And thank you to,
0: thank you to everybody who voted. Yes. I mean, that's, but thank you, because to be honest, I was sitting here like, OK, wait, I'm. who's going to win? Like, I'm I, I was actually like, I wonder I wonder how the voting came out. I didn't like I didn't look. It was a surprise. So thank you to everybody.
1: Oh, let's see what's next. Oh, did you watch the Golden Globes? No, no. Did you see any follow up? Did you see? Will Farrell and Kristen Wiig came out and presented an award. Okay. Did you see this? No. Okay. We, it was, sorry. We
0: turned on a brief moment when two people, two celebrities were doing whatever. Uh huh. And I think Lisa said, I've seen people in hostage videos that look more comfortable than what these two are doing. And we turned it off.
1: <laughs> so Will Farrell and Kristen Wigg came out. And they start to talk, and it's like best—I don't remember what award they were giving—best actor in a comedy or musical, maybe, uh, and best best performer in a comedy or musical, and maybe. And they're, and they're playing it straight, and they're they're talking, and this music starts to play, interrupting them. <laughs> And they're like, what's going on? What, what is this? What, what? I'm like, and so they start again and they're talking and the music interrupts them. And, and finally it plays. And they just go into this crazy dance. Both of them. And then they explain. Afterwards. After it stops. Finally. After everybody just is dying laughing. Everybody in the entire audience is losing it. J-Lo's grooving to this music. As it's playing. And they come on after. and, And afterwards they're like. Here's the thing. We were trying to be serious. With this award, this stuff matters, and we tried to play it straight, and the producers know that this song does something to us, and now they're just screwing with us. And I'm like, huh, that music sounds really familiar.
0: It's got some echoes of something that I've heard before, I believe. Right? Do you know why? Is that by the same composer as It is. Theme.
1: That's called Fluffing a Duck, and it's by Kevin McLeod. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's some pretty good tuba music. I wonder what's going in. So I Google went to, oh, hey. Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, that's that that, that would be why that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Fluffing a duck by Kevin McLeod. You have to put that in the show notes because we're not paying for it.
0: Yeah, so make sure you get the Creative Commons read right on that right. one.
1: <laughs> it's available at incompatech.com under a Creative Commons license. Which is very close to incompetent.com, which is where you can send any
0: of your correspondence to Kid Farrens. Sorry, that was
1: What? That that wasn't that was unnecessary. Oh no, it's deserved. <laughs> let's see. Oh, how about tech corner?
0: Yeah. Sponsored by the Taylor center for technology policy. I usually come on here and talk about, Hey, by the way, update your, um, you know, apply the updates to your iPhone, apply the updates to your Mac. There's a new security thing. Uh, this one, I get all sorts of stuff, uh, like this through my newsfeed and I normally ignore it, but I did want to make sure it's not just iPhones and Macs that need security updates. If you happen to own a Bosch Rexroth handheld runner NAX015S36V B, which is a cordless Torx wrench used in factories that can connect to wireless to the wireless network and is used to um, tighten bolts to a very specific torque torque setting, if you own one of those, make sure that you update the firmware because security researchers have found that the device is riddled with 23 vulnerabilities that in certain cases, this is a wrench people, a wrench that can be exploited to install malware. The malware could then be used to disable entire fleets of wrenches, including putting ransomware on your wrench and also, the exploits would allow, and this one's a fun one it would allow again it's a wrench it would it would change the torque setting to either over tighten or under tighten a bolt, but it has an l c d screen, so it would tell you that it was the right it would know what the right one was. the screen would tell you it's all good, and the wrench would then tighten to another. So anyway, listen, if you own one of those, make sure you go into software uh, update, hit update, get the patches, because you really don't want uh, ransomware
1: on your wrench. Anyway, there you go. There's Todd's Tech Corner this week. Can can you tell me the correct ignition timing on a 1955 (laughs) Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 (laughs) cubic engine and a four-barrel carburetor? No one can. It's impossible. However, in 1964, the correct <laughs> ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center.
0: The sad thing is, you were reading
1: that, right? Yes, I was because I wanted to get it exactly correct. You were not, and I was really impressed. <laughs> and
0: the fact I just knew the line. Oh God. <laughs> I may have seen that movie too many times.
1: <clears throat> anyway, so, <laughs> excuse, so excuse, so sorry, you. <laughs>
0: yeah, the t- the two so, what? So, by the way, just to sum up this whole little segment, make sure yes. you patch your nut runner. <laughs> Show title? Yep, I've already added it. Added <laughs> away? Yep. Well so so that I was tech sure corner. Hope that makes
1: it past the sensors.
0: <laughs> oh, don't worry, we're using the same ones that, that McAfee uses. So that was Tech Corner. How about technical corner?
1: I well, I get I was gonna say I didn't give one this week, but I did actually give one this week. I gave one to an assistant coach who screamed and one in my ear as I ran by. Uh and the head coach thanked me for it for the record. But that wasn't actually what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about was the the video clip that Doug from the Educated Idiots sent me of the, the video that went viral this last week of the high school basketball coach that took off his shoe and threw it onto the court. Mm. Did you see this? I did not, no. He was so upset with a call, which. In my opinion, and I've looked at it from two different angles because it's been, it's been posted and reposted and discussed ad nauseum on my referee on referee boards that I'm on. I thought it was a good no call. The coach totally lost his mind, walked out of the court, walked out on the court, threw one of his shoes, continued to yell, took off the other shoe, threw it down. He got an early shower. That Mm. night. Well, the
0: good news is, I mean, he was already, I mean, he was already starting to get undressed. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My thought would be after that kind of display, I'm not a referee, I've never been in this position, and I know that you can't do this, which is why I get to say it and you can't. After that complete and total meltdown, if I was the referee, I would be very tempted not to give him a technical and not to throw him out. I would pick up the shoes and then go put them in my bag. Those are mine now. Now you have to coach the rest of the game in your socks, in your socks on a slippery high school. (laughs) You're not going to be running around and yelling and because the next time you jump up, you're going to end up, you're just boom, down you go. And then the whole gym is going to laugh at you. And then you're going to, Coach, the second coach, the second half without my shoes. Why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the shoes, coach. No, that's not what I meant.
1: (laughs) We're lucky if we get bottled water in the locker room. That's not true. Some places feed us really well and really take good care of us. Uh, But there's other places like the place I was tonight, we were lucky to get three bottles of water for the three of us. We each got one bottle of water. That's what we got. Mm. So, you know, shoes is a bonus. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I could have nominated that coach for idiot of the week, but I didn't. What'd you bring for idiot of the week?
0: Oh, so you're, you're skipping.
1: You're skipping something. Oh, I can try. That's right. If you're watching on video, I hope you enjoyed that. (laughs) But it's time for America's favorite game. Dwayne, guess a number. Okay, hit me. All right. This
0: story from The Athletic. So this is going to go either really well or really poorly. It's going to go really well for one of us and really poorly for somebody else. Uh, We'll just find out if Dwayne is reading this. Dwayne, have you been keeping up on the labor negotiations between MLS and their referees? I have not. Yes. This is going to be fun. Okay. So you're, as you've talked about, you have experience. Yes. As you can
1: see why I was confused because you wrote technical corner under Dwayne guess
0: a number. This is a continuation of technical corner, but it's Dwayne guess a number. So okay,
1: yeah, sorry, please proceed. the,
0: The, the union that represents the referees for major league soccer is currently in negotiations with major league soccer on a new contract. It is entirely possible that MLS may have to start their season with replacement referees. Having been a season ticket holder for, mul- for MLS team for multiple years, I would say, how would anybody know? But that is mean, <laughs> although accurate. Okay, so. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> that is mean, although accurate. Yes. Okay, okay. so,
0: Duane, you're going to have a series of numbers to choose from. You're going to have multiple options here. So this is the current contract that referees set the, the people who are in the center of the, of the pitch and the assistant referees, the people who run the up, and down, up yep. and down the side are running up and down the side. Yep. Waving their flag 16 minutes after a, after an offside took place because of reasons. If, okay, so Dwayne, here's the first number. If you are a center referee for major Major League Soccer. What is the base salary for a referee in the MLS with less than two years of service? This is a salaried position, not a per game. There is an additional per game bonus on top of it, but you do, you are a, you get a full, you get a full salary
1: plus a per game bonus. So these aren't like NFL referees that are... (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, the MLS actually actually employs full time people, unlike the NFL because they can't afford it. I,
1: I, I would arguably say that uh, I'm not sure that it helps. No, you just have full time officials blowing the call. But anyway, sure, yeah, okay. So they've so they've got it's it's kind of a base plus commission kind of scenario. I, $85,000 a year?
0: I'm going to tell you you're slightly high and I'm going to give you another run at it. 60 grand. 50,000. Okay. $647. It's a very oddly specific number, but okay. Yeah. So, if the first 2 years of major league soccer, you make a salary of 50k. Okay. As the person controlling the entire match. Okay. Can't give you a bell on that. They do get a match fee per game that they actually then work. Would you like... Uh, so, Dwayne, what is the match fee for referees? And what I will tell you is this number is constant, whether you are less than two years or you have 15 years. The the match fee is constant. I will also point out most... An, just to give cons, just for everybody to understand, right? Most MLS stadiums seat between twenty and sixty thousand people. Um, most of them are closer to the twenty to thirty-five, but there are stadiums that have up to sixty thousand uh, people. So, again, Major League Soccer. What well, would like you pay a referee chi- to
1: per match? Chicago plays in Soldier Field, so yeah, yeah. Even though they don't yeah. fill that, and Atlanta well, they used play- to. <laughs> yeah yeah, we've covered this yeah
0: per, Atlanta uh, plays in the Mercedes-Benz dome in Atlanta
1: so oh yeah how many home games are there a year
0: I believe there are there's around 38 matches I think in an MLS season okay plus minus but you're plus pretty minus. close to about okay. 38 uh $500 a match? Oh, you're low. They get $1,350 $1, per match.
1: Okay. And they probably don't work all 38. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. But is there a difference in what they get paid if they're on the field versus if they're the VR person?
0: Oh, the the... Mm, The AR – we're going to get to the ARs in a second. And if you're the VAR, apparently that's under a separate – that's under a completely separate agreement. And I believe that the MLS has a different – the Premier League, if you are a center referee, you're a center referee, you're the fourth official, you're a VAR. Yeah. I believe the MLS MLS has completely
1: separate people in the booth. Really? Uh, That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I didn't get into it that much. Okay, because you'd have you'd have to care. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. We've already ex- ex- exhausted my level of caring, yeah. uh, so I was off there.
0: Yep. Okay. We're gonna go through a couple. Of this last one really quick. A more experienced referee. What is the pay range that the salary of somebody more than two years? It does go up with years of service. So, what is the salary
1: range for? I don't know, what, seventy-five to eighty grand.
0: Yeah. to $108,000. That's pretty good money. It's not bad. Okay. Going really quick through this one. Now, the assistant referees, the assistant referees are on a different pay scale. I'm going to tell you that they get the exact same $1,350.61 per match. However, they have a different base pay scale. There is a range. I've got a a $5,000 range it depends on experience. So Dwayne, how much salary would an, uh, an AR get?
1: I'm going to guess
0: $22,000. I'm going to give you that bell. Although none of them make 22,000 cause that's too high, but the pay range is $16,038 all the way up to 21,384 dollars. You are a winner and they are not.
1: (laughs) Wow. If you want to talk about a position that is ripe for influence. Influence. Yes. (laughs) That's a good word. Who controls, who has a ton of control. And could certainly be influenced by.
0: A Big Mac. Yeah. At 16000 a year. Yeah. Also, one last piece. This is fun. In the current collective bargaining agreement, they get the $1,350 per match, but they only get that after they have appeared in 10 matches. So that only kicks in. After 10. So the salary is all they get for the first 10 matches.
1: <laughs> Why would anybody do this job? Adoration of the crowd. an AR. <laughs> See the world.
0: <laughs> get tomatoes thrown at you. I have to say, you did better
1: on this than I expected. Me too. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, okay. So now can we go to... The Scott Frost Memorial?
0: Yes, yes.
1: What did you bring? Uh, I brought my standard three. okay? Well, <laughs> what's turning into my standard one and a couple of others jake's Jake's recycled story,
0: which apparently has something to do about some wood in Pocahontas County.
1: <laughs> That's what she said. God <laughs> Story number two, Stanley Cup Frenzy, and story number three, Cannonball, which uh, was, uh, I guess, submitted by our friend Doug at the Educated Idiots. That that, that just scares me.
0: Actually, I want to be timely. I would love to hear about Stanley Cup Frenzy.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is a self-nomination? because a story hit my feed this week. Why is a new Stanley Cup causing a frenzy at Target? And my reaction was... There's a new Stanley Cup? <laughs> There's a new Stanley Cup? The... I, I didn't think the NHL season was over. I, I know the playoffs start really early for the NHL, <laughs> but I was confused, particularly with the video, which was all of these people running around. Uh, I'm like, oh... Okay, now I get it. Yes. Yeah, that makes more sense than there being a new NHL Lord Stanley's Cup. Okay, self-nomination. I'm an idiot. How about you? (laughs) Shockingly, this is a crypto story,
0: but this one's even better than most of the crypto stories. Like, Like this one, I was like, oh, another crypto story. Then I read it and I went, oh, this is really good. And then an update came out I read that yesterday or two days ago, and then an update came out today, and I'm like, yes, we have to go with this. So there was a crypto fund called Hyperverse. I don't know. They launched launched a couple of years ago. Yes. (laughs) No. So they launched a couple of years ago. They had some celebrity endorsements. Chuck Norris... Steve Wozniak. They also had their CEO on a call talking about all the great stuff they were going to do. Guardian Australia investigated last month, found out that thousands of people have lost millions of dollars to the Hyperverse crypto screen, s- scheme. I-, I don't know that you need to say it's a hi- it's a crypto scheme and people lost money anyway. So things started to unravel though after this, and people started looking. So the There was promotional material that was released a couple of years ago, and people started looking at this again. And their CEO, the guy in the video who appeared as CEO, his name was Stephen Reese Lewis as the chief executive in December of 2021. And they talked about, there was a link to, in their material, they included that Reese Lewis was a graduate of the University of Leeds, held a master's degree from the University of Cambridge. Oh, that sounds good. He had a, uh, he also, he, he, he said on the video that he worked for uh, briefly for Goldman Sachs. He sold a development company to Adobe and he launched an IT startup firm before being recruited to be the CEO. So after the Guardian figured out that this was kind of like a Ponzi scheme, they thought we should probably go find the CEO. And because it's crypto, you know what's happening next. The University of Leeds has no record of a man named Stephen Reese Lewis. University of Cambridge has no records. Goldman Sachs has no records. Adobe has no records of buying a company from anybody named this. Not only that, nobody could find a LinkedIn profile. Nobody could find a web presence. The person doesn't exist, apparently. And actually, that seems to be the case. So, much like your crypto value,
1: yeah, poof gone
0: <laughs> yes,
1: wow <sighs> yeah, this guy could run for Congress from New York
0: <laughs> also, in their launch event, they had they had the videos from as I said, Chuck Norris, Steve Wozniak, some others people have including Norris gave a shout out to hyperverse and States quote under the leadership of CEO, Steven, the hyperverse will be a leader in the metaverse space. And Wozniak said, I'm here to support Steven and hyperverse. I can't wait for the hyperverse. All of the celebrities that appeared in that video are also on cameo. And everybody, what, what the guardian has now assumed is somebody paid the cameo fee (laughs) to have Oh, you're kidding me. To have these celebrities record their message and then put it into their
1: into their their video. So, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, isn't
0: that great? By the way, I've got some ideas on how to promote the podcast.
1: We should talk offline. Okay,
0: <laughs> so that... No, Kevin.
1: No, Kevin, you're real.
0: <laughs> so that was a couple of days ago, and I thought, that's a pretty good story. Today... Hours before recording, ours Technica goes on to report once this gets published to the YouTube. Once this got published to the internet, there are people that go, Huh, I like puzzles. Let's go see if we can find this guy. We have his face. Yeah. By the way, this is scary as hell. So some YouTubers decided they took his image and then started running facial recognition against YouTube channels, couldn't find him. But then they looked at some of the other Well, they, they found something, they found pictures of him, but they couldn't figure out who he was. So then they ran facial recognition of the people he was in the photos with, found who they were, figured out that they were all in Singapore, then started looking for other stuff. And eventually within two days found the guy. Oh yeah. Turns out his name is Steven Harrison and he confirmed to the guardian that hyperverse paid for him to pose as CEO, Stephen Reese Lewis. He's deeply sorry for the investors who reportedly lost $1.3 billion, but he said he didn't get, he he wasn't part of this. According to him, he was paid $7,500 as an appearance fee, and his agent was contacted by by an agency to basically act as a CEO. So this was an acting job for him. He was paid a base fee. And then for six months, he was paid a little bit of money to post some stuff for them. The piece de resistance in all of this is, you're like, oh, this guy got taken. Well, that's unfortunate. So the Guardian did, however, follow up on, oh, his agent was hired by this talent agency who supposedly booked him and the Guardian found? That talent agency doesn't exist. (laughs) Forget running for the house. This guy could be a senator.
1: (laughs) Are you sure they didn't hire Trevor Slattery from Iron Man 3? (laughs) This sounds like the plot of Iron Man 3. It's the Mandarin. (laughs) Sorry.
0: The reason he was easy to find is because basically he lives in Singapore. He's a freelance writer. And according to the YouTuber that found him, there were dozens and dozens and dozens of photos of this guy, drunken bars with friends <laughs> posted all over the internet, all from Singapore, which nice made word. it very easy to find. So yeah, there anyway, you there you go. Apparently, there are some shenanigans going on in crypto land. I am shocked. Who knew? <laughs> shocked. Here's the thing. I'm not even sure who the idiot is at this point because I'm not sure... I don't know who anybody is. <laughs> there
1: is an idiot. But who? <laughs> oh, should we move to what we're watching? Sure. Yes. Uh, we, picked up a, we picked up a new thing this week called Fool Me Once. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's a limited series. It's eight episodes. It's based on a Harlan Coben book. And it is worth your time. It's a murder mystery and it's pretty good. If you're between things and you're looking for something to pick up, this was actually recommended to me by my cousin, David, after I had already watched it. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's really good. (laughs) Yep. So,
0: yep. Like that. How about you? Um, we just want, wrapped up watching the artful dodger on hulu okay so obviously this is characters from oliver twist what happens 15 years in their future in 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 australia which is at that point still basically a penal colony from england it's it's a it was an interesting sort of like there's a there's a story inside of a story there's things going on that you don't know about anyway uh it was you know it was it was it's eight it's eight episodes. I don't know if it's been renewed for a second year. they they sort of wrapped it up but also made it so that they they wrapped up story one but also left story two ready to go so hmm. you, you never know what the streaming stuff, right like yeah. You, Shouldn't ever put like a just a cliffhanger on it. Like, yeah, if we get a second season, that'd be great. I will say, uh, David Thulis, uh, from he was Remus in the Harry Potter series. He plays, oh. uh, he plays Fagin. Dude's a good actor. I'll just, he's, he's a good actor. So, uh, anyway, that's that's what we have been, uh,
1: we have been watching. Uh, did we learn anything this week?
0: Yeah. I there are two things the, these these don't seem related but but they fall into the exact same reaction I believe a couple of nights ago the Oscars the Oscars hosted their 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 four big lifetime achievement awards that in a that never get that never get broadcast anymore oh. So so they, they hosted that and we, we saw some of that on YouTube and it was hosted by John Mulaney. So he, he, he had some jokes. Anyway, one of the people re- receiving one of the Lifetime Achievement Awards was Mel Brooks. So what I learned was Mel Brooks was receiving this Lifetime Achievement Award. Also, Mel Brooks is still alive. I Lisa knew that. and I were both well. Lisa and I were both like, "Wait, wait, no, wait!" Oh, that was Carl Reiner. Yes, and from All in the Family, Archie Bunker. No, 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 no the 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 show the show creator.
1: Oh, Norman Lear. Norman Lear. Yes. Also passed away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, but it was sort of
0: like, wait, what? Oh, oh, no. Okay. So uh, I learned that. Along the same lines, at a slightly different, I also learned today that fruit stripe gum is being discontinued. Yes. (laughs) Same thing. Oh, I learned that fruit stripe gum is being discontinued. And fruit stripe gum was still a thing (laughs) until today. (laughs) Could have sworn that was also gone. So anyway, um, congratulations to Mel Brooks for outlasting fruit stripe gum. How about you? What did you learn? Uh,
1: This was this is actually something that I learned two weeks ago. I had been. I had a a head cold and my sinuses were full. And then it somehow plugged my ear. Right. I uh, my ear was just totally full. Because my sinuses were full and, and I, I could not get my ear to unplug. So on Friday, I made the mistake of, you know how like when you get out of a pool and your ears are full of water, maybe, you, you know, shake your head a little bit to try to get the water to drain out of your ear so that, you know, your yeah. ear isn't. So I tried to do that with my ears full. And whatever was plugging my ears moved in the canals in my ear. Oh, good. That's what you're hoping for, right? Moved in the wrong direction. Have you ever had vertigo? Uh, Occasionally small little bouts of it. I was flat on the bed all day Friday. Upset to my stomach. Couldn't stand, couldn't walk, dizzy, thought I was going to throw up multiple times. Finally got to the point, Amy, God bless her, happened to be home. And eventually she Googled, there's a series of maneuvers that you can make with your body to try to get whatever it is that is uh, hitting the hairs inside your ear that is throwing off your balance and giving you vertigo. There's a series of maneuvers. So she Googled it on my phone and then I, well, I didn't really watch because I couldn't watch anything, but I listened to several YouTube and I have to stress at this point, several YouTube videos of how to maneuver your body into this position and then that position and then turn your head and then turn it 45 degrees and then turn it the other 45 degrees and then turn on your side and then wait 45 to 60 seconds in between each movement to allow whatever it is to settle. I learned two things. One, there are these movements that can help get rid of vertigo. And I learned number two If you Google them and watch them on YouTube, it totally screws up your algorithm. I have so many of these videos on my feed now. It's not even funny. Do you like ears? We have ear videos for you. No. (laughs) No. No. Please, no. The music is Happy Boy by our favorite composer, Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award podcast with visiting scholar Todd Prince, wherever you get your pods, just search talking in the number two. You can check out our award-winning, Danny's award-winning merch on <laughs> Zazzle. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City home office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners and to our sponsors, Toddler3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy and dj to go Cedar Valley. And you can do like Danny. Send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotod.com Todd? Two
0: things about your vertigo. <clears throat> you, you performed a series of maneuvers. Actually, three things. Epley. One. Epley, I believe they're called. Well, as you described it, one, I'm like, are you pretty, from the way you described it, are you sure that wasn't just the Macarena? Two, hey Amy, send me the video of him doing the maneuvers. I know you took it. <laughs> I'd love to see it. And three, when you described it as a series of maneuvers, all I could hear in my mind was so. Uh, so there I was, and then the vertigo went away. But I was watching the TV. Well, how were you watching the TV? Oh, Aziz, I was doing a series of maneuvers. We were inverted. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Goose. We're going to need to clean that up next week. We'll be back. We're here. We're talking to Todd.
0: I guess we ran out of time for my uh exposition on airline safety measures Eh, you know what we what well, we'll get it next week where where are you going where, where are you going <laughs>